Hi everyone, what up? Steph here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Cocktails and Contemplation. You're the best. I really appreciate you listening to me talk, I guess. I'm here doing something a little bit different to start off this episode. Since, as you know, if you've been keeping up, I have been recording remotely for the last little while. And honestly, that's kind of a hindrance to the premise of my show, which is the whole sharing a cocktail aspect of the podcast. And honestly, that really blows, but whatever, just pandemic things, am I right? But this week, I actually wanted to give the cocktail enough appreciation, despite not being able to share it with my guest. So this week, I took a little bit more of a classic route. Something you may not know about me is that my favorite spirit is gin. It's basically my go-to in any situation, like late night at the bar, a cocktail basis. Basically, give me a Negroni any day of the week, gin and tonic, I'm down. Um, So yeah, you get it. It's my favorite. What's also really great about gin, in my opinion, is that you can get really versatile with really simple ingredients. You can use different tonics, sonics, soda waters. You can use different garnishes, lime, grapefruit, rosemary. And even the gins themselves can be really, really unique. Today, I made what I am calling the sweet G&T. And I really actually want to draw the focus of this cocktail to the gin itself that I used. I found this gin about a week ago in the liquor store. It's called Tempo Craft Gin. And it's from Vancouver. So rep in Canada. Let's go. But I am not kidding when I say this is the most unique dry gin I have ever had. My boyfriend and I tried it for the first time over ice, and it is so smooth, it's so tasty, and honestly, so uniquely sweet. I don't know what it is. It's delicious. He said that it reminded him of cotton candy when he first tried it, and there is some kind of like candy element to it, but I don't know what it is, because to me, it's not a sugary sweet. It's more like nectary. I don't even know if that's a word, but anyway, something so special about this gin. In this cocktail, I mixed it with an artesian tonic, a lemon tonic actually from Fitch and Leeds, which has a whole array of stuff on their site. And I garnished it with a lemon because there's lemon in the tonic and for prettiness. And I love lemon. I'm very bitter like a lemon. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, or I'm sweet like this gin. Who knows? You can decide. What's hard, though, is this is actually one of those cocktails that I'm quite disappointed that I won't be able to share with my guest Because one, I also know that my guest loves gin. And because this Tempo gin is so freaking delicious and so cool. Like, it's just so different. And I want to see his reaction because I know he's going to be like, whoa, what the hell is this? And that's exactly what I'm saying. That's how I felt and I love it. So if you're a gin lover and you're looking for something new, this is such a good try. It's affordable. It's at the LCBO. It's in Canada. It's from Vancouver. If you're from Vancouver and listening, it's in your home. It's there. So that's Tempo Craft Gin. Um, And also, if you're a little bit shallow like me and you think pretty things taste better, they have a really nice bottle. Minimalist, cute, pretty. I'm going to be posting more information on the gin and also the specialty tonics on my Instagram, which is at Cocktails N Contemplation. Um, Cocktails N, not the word and, N Contemplation. Okay, I won't bore you anymore. And we'll get into this episode. But that's Tempo Craft Gin. It's incredible. Give it a try. Thank you for tuning in. Without further ado, here's my episode. Does anyone else need a cocktail? 
cried like, oh my god. That you are, you are just an A-plus host. <laughs> I tell people. It was something like mother of alcohol, breaker of hearts. I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence, you know? Well, I guess we'll just hop right into it then. Sure. Welcome to another episode of Cocktails and Contemplation, the show where we drink a lot of cocktails and get mixed up in contemplating existence, I guess. That's what I do most days. Sounds like my kind of show. Thank you. I can't tell you how many existential crises I have a week. Oh, dude, don't even like, start. Like. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go ahead and introduce you. So today on the show, we have the one and only Jono Townsend. Or should I just call you Jono? Is that like your stage name now? You're just, you're just J-O-N-O? Yeah, it's always just been a, a nickname, I guess. <laughs> I sometimes like just think about my name when I'm sitting and I'm like, what a fucking stupid name. <laughs> like, why do people call me that? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so Jono is a extraordinary guitar player, musician, band member, and film star. Film star. I wouldn't say film star, but I am in a film. <laughs> something pretty cool is happening for the j-man this year yeah so a little backstory john and i went to university together where we studied music and drank a lot of beer that's exactly what we did we once had an exam where we were so scared and we just drank a bunch of beer <laughs> are you talking about the one where like it, it got flooded so we didn't have to write it yeah uh, canadian music yeah yeah <laughs> that song what's that song <laughs> Bitty Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Oh my god, I haven't thought about that song in like seven years. <laughs> that was first year when we had no idea how to study. And we were like we were we were like two days out from our exam or the day before our exam, none of us were ready. We were all just like fuck. We've been studying for like four days. So we we're like, fuck this. It's the most beautiful day in April because it's the end of semester. And so mm-hmm. we went to like the local pub and just got shit faced on the porch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we were going to write the exam the next day hungover. And that night, like, God was looking at us and opened the skies. And it rained so much. The whole basement room of our department flooded. And the exam got postponed. Yep. <laughs> and, then we, and then we, like, buckled down and studied so hard for three days. And we all passed it. I think I got a 90. Yeah, we, I actually ended up doing good. <laughs> okay. Cocktail part of the this. Um, so in my little quick intro before I introduced Jono, I was talking about gin. And this cocktail I have in front of me is an artesian gin and tonic, which sounds a lot cooler than it is. I expected it to look nicer, but it just looks like a standard gin and tonic. It's a really fancy tonic that's like a lemon tonic. What? Let me see. Well, it just it looks it's just clear to you, but oh. that's why I have a lemon. It, that's why I have a lemon yeah. in it instead of a lime. It's a gin and tonic. <laughs> and then it's pretty much a gin and tonic. And then the gin is this gin called Tempo Gin, which is from Vancouver. Which is a naturally sweet gin. I swear, Jono, it actually tastes like candy. Like it doesn't, you know how gin has a very like piney kind of flavor mm-hmm. to it? I got this bottle for Devin for his birthday. And when we were drinking it, he was like, this tastes like cotton candy. Wow. It's super sweet. So it's good. Yeah, it's really good. So yeah. cheers. And because again, this podcast is being recorded virtually because Jono's in Montreal and also the pandemic. So I could not make him one to try with me. So he is drinking just scotch. Is that what you're drinking? (laughs) You're putting me to shame. I'm drinking Maker's Mark Kentucky straight bourbon. (laughs) Just straight bourbon? (laughs) Yeah. Cheers. I have water on the side, but yeah. 
Oh, well, that sounds good. Bourbon is tasty. I love it. It hurts in the best way. <laughs> While we enjoy our cocktails, a.k.a. your bourbon that's hurting you in the best way, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So, like I said, you're a musician in Montreal. Why don't you give us a little insight into what that's like, Jono? Yeah, so um, I have a group in Montreal called Red Fox, and uh, we're like an indie folk band inspired by like Half Moon Run, which is also Montreal, and like Punch Brothers. Uh, you were like an acoustic band uh, with drums, though. Guitar is your main source of main instrument that you play, right? Yeah, I play guitar. I play piano as well, and I sing. Singing is definitely like the third thing I do, but... <laughs> <laughs> I did hear Jono sing in our choir show when you're his rendition of Life is a Highway and it changed me for the better. <laughs> that actually changed me for the worse. I had to go see an E and T <laughs> after that. <laughs> and then I like never sang the same. <laughs> I literally like told Mel I'm like, I'm gonna die. And then I just like started immediately taking vocal lessons right after doing that. So give us some backstory on Red Fox. How did that come about? How did you form the band? Who's in the band? How many people? The reason I actually came to Montreal because I wanted to come here with a project. So I was already thinking about it the summer before Montreal. And I'd known Daphne from Bishops. So I messaged Daphne saying, like, I want to start a group. And I know you're really good. She posted a cover of her singing. Uh, what's that song? It's first it was a great house. That one. What's the song <laughs> um, called? I Will Survive. I, w- I Will Survive. I will survive. Yeah, she did. She did a cover of that. I messaged her to be the singer and the fiddle player. And Sam is a drummer who's also from Bishops. And uh, he's one of the best drummers I know. So asked him to be in the band. And then uh, Tim, who is our banjo player, me and him used to be in a band in high school, like a folky band. So mm-hmm. kind of just bringing all the best musicians I know. And then there's a... Uh, being there at Sam Robinson, who's already in Montreal and was in a project with uh, Sam Newman. Actually, we had a little rock p- project going in Montreal as well. And I'm like, hey, do you want to like... Oh, really? I'm like, guys, you want to stop doing this project and come join Red Fox instead? One thing that I can say, like, as an outside perspective is all you guys are all very committed to the band, or at least it appears that way. And you yeah. all seem to work really hard. Like, it's very consistent. It's hard to put out consistent music, especially when you're in a big group like that. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the hardest thing. I'm very grateful that we have a group like that because I know a lot of people who, like, even bands are way more successful who, like, uh, just some bands I know that are, like, way more successful than us, but, like, they, like, broke up and immediately the day after, like, apparently the drummer, like, just sold his whole drum kit (laughs) because he was like, I never didn't even want to do this. So what? <laughs> yeah, so I won't say the name. What of the band, what band is it? Do you know? <laughs> I'm not telling. Tell us. And I feel. Like <laughs> Will you tell me after? I'll tell you after for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very grateful to have like this many committed people, and they're all like so talented in different ways. Like, we just released a a cover, and it was like, oh, Bean, the bass player, we're like, hey, can you mix this? And he just like learned how to mix on Logic or whatever, yeah. and he just sends it over. And sometimes Tim mixes and. Uh, it's cool. Everyone's very committed. That's what you need. Because music is like, can be so freaking discouraging. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Well, yeah, you do have an idea. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we both have the these. listeners though have literally no idea no yeah the worst is when you like put so much time money energy and like hope into a song and then it just like gets a thousand plays and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess that's good yeah that's basically <laughs> what happens most of the time so do you have a favorite song that you've released with red fox yeah well i have a song that has done the best which is a uh, hey mister which that actually got on song. playlist because it has like two chords and people are like wow that's good <laughs> like i like that <laughs> i'm not bitter yeah at all, you gotta hit that I... like algorithm and then you're fucking set exactly no i have a lot of favorite songs actually yeah. a lot of our my favorite songs are gonna be on the album that we're working on right now <gasps> yeah Ooh, do you have a release date for us possible well it depends Secret? it was supposed to be the summer but like uh COVID. <laughs> been fucking us so. yeah yeah no but we've sure. been making like this demo since we're all like we're all separated we've been making like a demo of the album so like recording our parts at home just so we can experiment being like oh no this harmony sound like shit let's try this instead that way we don't waste time when we go into the studio because time is money sorry i was taking a really big sip of my gin and tonic nice. I will take a which is really time. yummy i won't lie take it um yeah but that makes sense like that's also beneficial right like at the end of the day you don't have that much time in the studio and is it seven people in the band five <laughs> what <laughs> where did i get seven you literally <laughs> mentioned you listed the, the members <laughs> seven people we have two kaga players <laughs> well what what about you when anyway. you did your uh records did you go to a, a studio for that and worked with a producer um I every time I've done it I haven't gone to any like professional studios every time I do it is like at home style studios so people build them themselves but like what's what's crazy is like you don't need to go to a professional no, studio you anymore don't, like ever. with with my little interface and what I'm recording this on right now I could make a fucking album if yeah. I knew how which I do not so don't yeah. expect me to do that um well, but I'm learning yeah. a lot of like uh, the reason we go to the studio still is because uh, we have drums. That's the only reason. Because live drums are really hard to ca- get a good sound. Uh, anyways, you go ahead. The first album I did entirely with one producer up in his little studio. And then the set, my second uh, single, which is called Scorpio. Mm-hmm. I had to burp. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought you were just giving like a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't dabbing. dabbing. They wouldn't. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did with a friend of mine who is actually in house music. He toured with Loud Luxury last year. Oh, that's yeah. sick. But anyway, he came to my show, which was in December last year. Mm-hmm. Fucking R.I.P. My like only headline show ever. Um, it looks and sick, then though. he was like, it was so fun. I literally sometimes, Jono, just watch videos from it and like cry because <laughs> I just I was like, I miss live music and like mm-hmm. performing. It's wicked when musicians just like want to play live and you're like, come, yeah. come play my show. But I mean, I paid everyone who was in the band because I, yeah, I strongly believe in paying musicians, but yeah, it was really that's, fun. That's cool, though, that you got a group together and I'm sure the show experience was way better than if you just played to like a backing track or whatever yeah 100 like percent. a single guitar i mean it was really stressful <laughs> <laughs> i know what was really nice though is like everyone was really committed to like learning the shit before we got into the rehearsals like it was just kind of putting it together when we got together because that's like what's really stressful and kind of like what we were saying about committed 
mm-hmm. people in your band is like if people don't learn their shit before you're in the studio or in rehearsal like it puts everyone behind so far and like for my show which was like an hour and a half long show I only had maybe four rehearsals so like if you don't know the music when you're coming yeah. into the like rehearsal like you're fucked basically well that's the that's kind of the thing with money too I realized there's like yeah like if you're getting paid you're gonna know the shit like no matter what it's really it's crazy how just even like a little bit of money makes everyone's perspective change this year i i committed to like learning how to photoshop and stuff so i can Mm -hmm. make my own album art because like people would be like oh i'll do that for you but then i wouldn't get it back for like weeks and i'd be like i need it (laughs) to release the song on time i need the album art but like if i wasn't paying them i couldn't like put pressure on them to have it done it was actually kind of funny to to see that in like the extreme side when I was doing that movie. I actually wanted to give this like full attention. So Jono is going to be in the Billie Holiday um, biopic or biopic. I don't know how to say it. People biopic, tell me yeah. differently. I'm <laughs> so confident it's biopic, but yeah. I've been corrected and I just, I, it's okay. He's going to be in the Billie Holiday biopic. Um, is it called Billie Holiday? It's called the United States versus Billie Holiday. Nice. And it's directed by? Lee Daniels? I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he's he's an incredible director who's done movies like uh, Precious and The Butler. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. And just like getting to meet him was like star st- striking. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it was pretty crazy. But mainly who I was most excited to meet was uh, Tyler Williams, uh, who is the guy from Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's in the movie? Yeah, yeah. He plays a... Uh, he plays uh, Lester Young, who's the sax player. He's in also, like, season five of Walking Dead. He gets, like, killed in, like, the swirly doors. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen oh. that. Oh! He's that guy. Yeah. Yeah! I have seen that. Where yeah, a buddy yeah. fucks him over. Oh, yeah. Anyways, he's he, he's a sweetheart. We follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> okay, wait. So, tell me a little bit about experience. When did you film? We filmed last October. I remember getting Snapchats of you and I was like, why are you in a white tuxedo? <laughs> yeah, it was that. Yeah, so the origin of it, it was pretty, like Tom Niles was the one who like is the thank for all this because he just sent me like a phone photo like say of a like a looking for jazz musicians for project. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Like an indie project? I go and I still don't know. And I finally get the call about it. They're like, you got the role. I'm like, cool. And they're like, it's a Lee Daniels film. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I don't really know who Lee Daniels is. And then he's like, they're like, oh, it's during this time. And I'm like, oh, shit, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I'm on tour with the band. He's like, he's like, you're going to want to do this. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. And so I actually, I actually said no at first. <laughs> yeah. Simply because you didn't know who Lee Daniels was? No, it was because I had a tour with the band. And I'm like, even though all of us were probably making like $6 at a bus token. No, anyways, I hung up and I talked to my mom about it. She's like, are you fucking stupid? (laughs) Like, call them back. So I call them back and they're like, all right, that was definitely the best decision. Yeah, so I show up the the first day. We filmed from October and November and it was like every day for like 20 hours. But anyways, uh, I show up the first day and I have like a lunch packed. And then they come, they come in uh, and they're like, all right, here's your trailer and here's your breakfast. And I'm like, excuse me, like, but I go up to, <laughs> yeah, so I had a trailer and I had my lunch packed. 
and I go up to the door and it says like guitar player on the window and I'm like yeah I'm guitar player (laughs) yeah it was really fun like show up on set and I had a massive camera in my face and like the first shot I had to do and I'm like I'm just thinking in my head like I thought I was playing guitar on this but like I'm actually like acting in the movie like the first shot we had to do was we were in a trailer like a Billy Holiday's like bus and we were sitting there and we had to like pretend like we're fucking chilling yeah. smoking cigarettes and like be like yeah we're jazz people and anyway so this like big like <laughs> jacked guy holding like this huge camera like right in my face because the shot started on it started like zoomed in on me and then moves around I'm just sitting there like what the fuck like I've done a spring musical like once <laughs> And then Lee Daniels is like peeking around the camera being like, are you ready? You guys ready? Action. And I'm just like, I have to act. Like, I have to do this. So, because I'm just terrified. There's Every time they hit say action, it's like $16,000 that's like worth of film and paying people to be there. So I'm like, I better be good. That's exactly what happened. How many days did you film for? I was there for, I think, like, 20 days or so. No, I was pretty crazy. I loved it, though. Yeah. Are you going to Are you gonna get an agent or anything next, do you think? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Right once COVID ends, I was probably going to get an agent of some sort. I haven't done anything with it because I've been focusing on music. But. but music and acting go so hand in hand, right? Like, just like that. Like, you got that part because you're an incredible guitar player, exactly. right? Like. And then you just hung out with Lee Daniels and you filmed a movie. Well, and it was hard, too, because he said he wanted, like, he got hired all, like, jazz musicians. Like, I don't know if you know who the Bar Brothers are. They're, like, Montreal band. They He hired, like, the bass player for that band. So mm-hmm. And he's, like, a jazz guy. He's, like, like doing all the crazy shit. And so I'm, like, I got to yeah. know my stuff. So <laughs> I would just sit at home with the track, like, slowed down. And just like play the songs and make sure I knew them perfectly. So when it was actually filming scenes when Billie Holiday is singing, are you the musician on stage with her and stuff yeah. most of the time? That's all the shots I'm in, really. I'm in a couple like random shots where we're chilling and I'm in a shot where we play baseball or something. In those scenes, are you guys actually playing songs that are picked up, like the actual audio that's going to be in the film? No, 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 that's the thing where it was all like faking, but we faked it really well because we all knew the actual song. Yeah. So hopefully anytime you see Billy playing a song, I'll be there. Another thing was I had to start smoking for the role because <laughs> I stopped very soon after. And uh, but because he said he want he wanted people like smoking, even though it was going to be fake cigarettes, he wanted it to look like it was real so like before i got yeah. on set for like a month i was just like inhaling cigarettes <laughs> like just I hacking never, darts yeah i never smoked in my life and i went up to like the deponeer <laughs> guy and i was like uh hey can i please have a cigarette <laughs> did you did you kick your nicotine habit or do you have a jewel now no i kicked it but oh my god like uh you can tell like why people get addicted though because <laughs> after like a month of doing it i'm like wow like Smoking's pretty great. I need to do it all the time. (laughs) And I'm like, I should probably stop. (laughs) How does that rate on like experiences in the music performing acting life? Pretty high? Yeah, definitely like 10. And there were a couple times I got the jam. with Probably an awesome networking opportunity too, eh? Yeah, I got the like jam with Andrew Day because like whenever we were, because we actually like rehearsed for it, even though we weren't playing on the actual thing. 
So, like, she would be singing and stuff, and yeah. we'd just be actually, like, playing it. I did the stupidest, like, classic Jono thing, though, was that at the end of the at the end of the thing, I got everyone's phone number, but then, like, my phone died, and I got a new phone, and now I don't have, like, any of their numbers anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can maybe That's try- so tragic. Yeah. So, is there no one that you stay in contact with from the set or from the movie? Sometimes. I stay in contact with uh, Tyler Williams. The actor who died in The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's the guy. No, but he was honestly, we became like pretty good friends. Amazing. Well, I, I honestly can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. But apparently it's on like Hulu, which is like only American. So like, are we? I can't even watch it. Like, I'll have to like illegally download it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cycling it back to Jono. Your favorite song is Hey Mister because it's the most popular song. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, a, no, I quite like that song as well. <laughs> it is a good song. You guys have a really cool visual for that, too. Yeah, yeah. We worked with a girl from uh, Spain. Weird. Yeah, we just well, like Daphne did this whole like, audition her? process. No, we were just like looking for animator and she went through like a hundred of them. And she's like, you suck, you suck, you suck. And then she found like one person like she really liked. Oh, it just like worked with her. That's so sick. And she was super excited. Honestly, that kind of thing happened to me with uh, my album art for New Brunette, which is mm-hmm. the first song I ever released. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. I filmed a music video with uh, our buddy Ben, and I never released it. You never released it? Nah, I never did. Maybe I should. It's ca- It feels like it's like past it. Is it not good or like? No, it seemed like so much more relevant and like the artistic choices I was making then. Like what's hard about music in particular is like you write songs and then within the year of writing the songs, you like produce the songs. And then within like six months of producing the songs, you release the song. So by the time the song like has weight of being performed or like to release content to, it's like two years old Mm -hmm. almost sometimes. So yeah, again, so I wasn't paying Ben. He's just a good friend of mine. And so he came to Toronto. We like filmed it and we did the whole shebang. It took a really long time to get like an edit down with like the colors balanced and everything. So by the time I got that back, I was like, this feels like it's not the right time to release it now. So I should almost just release it for like kind of like shits and gigs. I would love to see it. Like a throwback. <laughs> a TBT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what was really fun about it, like. Um, or what, sorry, what I was saying about, it's like two years old that like the songs I'm writing now feel a lot more relevant to mm. my career, quote unquote, and also like my life. Oh, hundred And it just feels like, yeah. So it's like kind of like I'm past the point of like releasing it because it doesn't feel relevant to me in my situation anymore. That being said, like it's still really nice content and Ben worked really hard at it and I had a lot of fun and we worked together really well and like, so maybe I'll release it one day, but. Yeah. We have songs like that, uh. We have a song that gets a lot of yeah. listens on Spotify that we don't really play because it doesn't really fit with our sound anymore. So we're just like... Really? Which one? Uh, running. Which is like the banjo one. I've like been s- running since one. the break of dawn. <laughs> I know. love that one! <laughs> yeah, we play it as an encore usually, but I, I've, always, I've always hated that song. <laughs> I hate it so much. I always made... I always made fun of Daphne because I'm like, what the fuck is the brink of time? <laughs> like, that's what she says. I've been running for the <laughs> brink of time. I'm like, what the fuck is a brink? Like, the brink of time. <laughs> oh, anyways, everyone else likes it. I just <laughs> <think> so. <laughs> I'm glad that Hey Mister did well and it 
I like it. So I like that song a lot. I have no idea what question I was going to ask you. We've been so off topic. <laughs> Sorry, what what were you going to say? I was going to say uh, I have a solo EP coming out in March. Oh my god, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, wait, tell me about that. Skip the question. <laughs> solo EP. Is it under John or is it John Tanzan? It's John Tanzan and the Downhill Gang. <laughs> yeah, so we're ma- I made like a bluegrass album. <laughs> Stop, I love that. Yeah. So Tell I, me about it. Tell me about it. Me and Tim like really fucking love bluegrass music. That's why we play banjo and guitar. But it's not yeah. really like a Red Fox thing. And Daphne's been dabbling with bluegrass fiddle for a while. So we've been playing a bunch of shows at the Irish bars in Montreal, just doing bluegrass gigs, cover shows. And then, of course, yeah. uh, this is what I do. Like, it's like kind of my niche style of music where I want to get away from like the marketing of Red Fox. And I can just think about like chill like just like i don't care if anyone yeah. likes this sort of stuff and just like play the music i want to play uh yeah so we started uh we're playing together and i through going through jams and stuff i found an amazing uh mandolin player and bass player upright bass player i had some songs sitting around so uh we just decided to go out to tim's cabin in ontario which is a uh, like just like fucking cottage uh, on the lake and we just like put some mics everywhere and played and that was in october i think this last october and i'm going to be releasing it in march mm-hmm. hopefully the end of march that's wicked almost like a live album kind of thing we're all in the same room and there's some bleed into the other mic so yeah it's definitely live but that's the style of the music yeah, i feel like we captured the vibe i wanted like perfectly so that's so exciting that's like a beautiful little passion project for you absolutely do you have a do you have like a favorite song on that album you can tell us about that I'll look for? Uh, a lot of people tell me that their favorite song is called Home. <laughs> I I know that's like the most typical like name. You have a song called Home, don't you? I do have a song <laughs> called Home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's so. nice about that though, like obviously it's a really cliche name. You don't have to tell me I have a fucking song called it. Um, uh, but like it's relevant to everyone, right? Like everyone has home. quote unquote yeah. home. No, I. Home. I'm very excited. I have a Johnny Cash sounding song too. That releases in March. Yep, end of March. Nice. Do you have like a date little... or? Uh, yes, I do. The 26th. Nice. I think. We're doing like a live stream show at the Wheel oh, cool. Club. Wheel Club, I think it's called. Wow, I'm so prepared for this. wheel club that's what it's called so if you go to the wheel club do you just google it is that what i can hear you typing (laughs) (laughs) the wheel club's gonna be like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) gonna tag them in this podcast (laughs) don't tag them in the podcast i won't okay and that's in montreal so obviously if you're in montreal wait no you can't no one can come but live stream it all my listeners well that's what it is it's a live stream yeah it's gonna be some hillbilly shit man one thing about jono hillbilly shit sorry what was that <laughs> you can pretend like you're from Letterkenny. Yes. I am from Letterkenny, basically. <laughs> Jono just picked up his bourbon and it is like basically full, and my gin and tonic is just so empty right now. I filled it so... again. Oh, okay. I have the bottle here. Oh, you're the most prepared <laughs> guest so far on Cocktails and Contemplation. There you go. Okay. What do you want to chat about? Okay, this is it. So, Jono. Your band is called Red Fox. It's one word if you're looking it up on Spotify, Instagram, whatever. Do you have any fucked up tour stories for the audience? Yes. Um, 
also on Instagram. It's called a, it's called the Red Fox Band on Instagram because we couldn't get Red Fox Band. There's this like like page <laughs> called Red Fox Band, and it's just like he has like two followers and one post. I'm like, hey dude, can I like have your? Can you delete your account so I can? And then I like there's a message like two months later, be like, hey dude, <laughs> and then two months later, be like, you fucking piece of shit, give me your account. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just i've lost my shit at this guy who owns red fox band okay so the red fox band so that fucked up tour story we were doing a show in toronto nice. we were heading to a show in toronto actually it was our first tour ever so promoting our first ep and we were supposed to play at the burdock with this guy's called uh i have no idea what they're called <laughs> great good job jonah <laughs> something heads Something head, talking heads, but it's not the talking heads. <laughs> They're going to be listening to this podcast and be like, what the fuck, John? <laughs> no, um, I was already, I was playing a show in Brockville, so I was already like at my mom's place, which is in the Brockville area. And I had to pick Daphne and Bean up in Brockville. They bust there. I picked them up at like seven in the morning and little did I know that they didn't sleep and they were still awake, like really like hammered and hung over and shit. And Bean has had nothing except an energy drink the whole time. But we get to the hotel and we're just chilling. And then Bean's just like, oh, he's like, man, this floor is like so comfy. And he like sits down and then he starts like seizing, like just having <gasps> a seizure. I'm sitting out on the porch, like, I don't know, having whiskey. And Daphne's just like, John out. <laughs> I run it. I'm like, holy fuck, Daphne, call the, call the police. Like, yeah, I throw him on his side. And needless to say, we didn't end up playing the show, but... He was on the stretcher being like, no, no, I got to play the show, man. Like, like he was trying to get out. <laughs> so fucking like, rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, he was a complete legend. Oh, my God. You asked for the most fucked up story. So that's definitely, we've definitely had stupid stories where, like, we got too drunk and, like, Bean tried to run out to the audience and jam, but he, like, unplugged his bass. So he was just, like, completely <laughs> silent. Um, <laughs> that was the most <laughs> fucked up story for sure. That was our first tour back when we used to just get dickered before playing a show so you've got your personal album coming out in march which mm-hmm. is very exciting uh does it have a name or is it just called the band john o'townsend and the oh, it's called blade, uh, runner? blade runner is that what you just said yeah i did say blade runner <laughs> <laughs> the band is called the downhill gang and so does the album have a name yeah it's called crooked creek crooked creek <laughs> yeah that's the street that tim's cottage is on where's his cottage off Crooked Creek in Ontario so far. <laughs> and then for Red Fox, do you have a release lined up for music that you guys are putting out? Yeah, we actually have the single called Play coming out. We're just trying to figure out when we're going to release it, depending on if COVID is going longer or shorter, depending if we're just yeah. going to release it during or afterwards. Yeah. And did you say that it was a full-length album coming soon? We have a full-length album coming, yeah. That's awesome. That is your debut album. Let's mm-hmm. go. It's very exciting. The way we're doing it actually is, I kind of saw this because I saw Billie Eilish doing this, is she releases an album, but almost every song is like a single. So yeah. uh, she releases like four singles before with music videos, which is what we're yeah. doing. Like, like Hey Mister is going to be on this album. Uh, yeah. Where we release singles with videos and then we release the album and then we like release more videos. So it's almost like they're all yeah. singles. Because people, like, for some reason need you to hold their hand and be like, listen to this song now. Now listen to this song off the album. (laughs) 
this is like the kind of shit that people don't realize in music is like it's even if you have the full content like it doesn't you can't just like drop it all at once because no, no one will care yeah it'll go away you'll get like six likes you'll be like haha tear falls down your face <laughs> a tear <laughs> and just so much money <laughs> falls down your face to the ground the music industry i hate it i know i, hate I it know so the happiest i've ever been was like when i would go to those jams or whatever you're just sitting there having beer listen to people play music drunk and it's just like you're in the moment you're not worrying about who's listening to what or what instagram videos are being taken you're just kind of listening it's, that's my favorite thing with music personally yeah well that's a really important thing like there's a reason that everyone who loves music so much loves it so much and that is usually where it comes down to like really similar to why people love sports why i love music is its ability to bring people together right exactly i really wish i could have gone to your show i would have loved it just like the idea of touring seems like so crazy for someone who's like never done it but it is it is crazy for sure i love it live shows are like what i focus on the most like with the bands like i just really like i want our live shows to sound really good we actually just recently invested in like an in-ear system really that's so sick yeah yeah because i was getting annoyed because i couldn't hear my guitar or my voice singing because we had like drums and shit so i just wanted to have in-ears that's so sick wow you could tell you're a musician because you're like you actually care (laughs) i would tell that to anyone they're like oh that's cool (laughs) jato i fucking love that i remember when i was playing my show i like couldn't hear my guitar at all and i was like i don't even care exactly i was like i i care about hearing like the lead guitar and everything there was at one point i was playing and i just i got so into it i just fucking swung my guitar around my back and started rocking out in the front yeah (laughs) i was watching the video of it and i was like oh you can just hear like the brightness of the acoustic just drop (laughs) i was like oh shit people (laughs) you're like people people actually actually could hear yeah that's usually (laughs) so dumb (laughs) yeah do you have a weird fact about yourself? Weird fact about myself? Yes. I have weird facts about myself. Oh, recently I washed peanut butter <laughs> yesterday. You washed it? Yeah, I washed it. I was like, because I like made a peanut butter sandwich. I was doing dishes and I like totally put the craft peanut butter in the sink and just started washing it. And it was like half full. So how's that for a weird fact? <laughs> this brings me back. I have to tell a story. Oh my no. God. Okay. <laughs> There was one day I was hanging out at Jono's apartment in second year university. Mm-hmm. Him and our infamous friend Amira were living together. And I was over and we we're just chilling. And Jono just starts looking around the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sitting at the table just watching him. Just open fridges, open cupboards. <laughs> goes into the bathroom. <laughs> comes out of the bathroom. And then just out of nowhere he goes, Have you guys seen two pieces of bread? We're like, what? And he's like, I just made toast and I've lost it somewhere in the apartment. And Amir's like, maybe you could uh, check the toaster, Jado. <laughs> and yeah, of course it was in the toaster. I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Now I've washed peanut butter, so. <laughs> You're not good in the sandwich department, it seems. No, I'm not. The ending segment to my podcast. podcast. It's called my podcast. It's called Wed, Bed, Behead. Wed, Bed, Behead. Yeah. Do you know who King Henry VIII is? Mm-hmm. He had a bunch of wives. He wedded them. He bedded them. And then, you guessed it, he beheaded them. No. So, this is what we can- we do. I know. It's too bad. I'm going to give you a couple of them, and you're going to have to tell me what the situation is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you I'm ready? I'm scared, but <laughs> yes. 
Okay. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively. Who the hell? Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Just look them all up. Just Google them. I know who Scarlett is. Blake Lively and Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I know her. So wed, bed, and behead. Go. They're all like superheroes, aren't they? Not a single one of them. Scarlett Johansson is a superhero, actually. She's a superhero? No, Elizabeth Banks is Wonder Woman, isn't she? No. Captain Marvel. Wait. That's Brie Larson. Oh, that is definitely Brie Larson. Okay. I would definitely marry Scarlett Johansson because she is the best. I would definitely (laughs) have sex with Blake Lively. (laughs) And then I guess I would have to behead... uh, Elizabeth Banks, because I don't know her that well. And I feel bad as a man saying I'm going to behead women. Feels very unfeminist of me. <laughs> Jono was honestly one of the biggest feminists I know. Like, I actually I mean that with a very endearing heart. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a big ally. He posts a lot of shit on Facebook. People don't post on Facebook anymore, but every so often I get a post from Jono. <laughs> Is that like a backhanded compliment? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, his posts don't really mean much, but... <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to marry Blake Lively and probably fuck Scarlett Johansson and kill Elizabeth Banks. Also, I'm not impressed that I didn't get Jennifer Aniston in this uh, three. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. There's a few (laughs) more to come. Oh, no. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Gardner. Do you know who Jennifer Gardner is? He's typing again. (laughs) Tell me you know who J-Lo is at least. Yes, of course I know who Jennifer Lopez is. She's amazing. <laughs> Who's Jennifer Gardner? Oh, her. Okay, I would definitely marry Jennifer Lopez because she is fierce and awesome. And I That's would so uh, I would uh, sleep with Jennifer Aniston for sure. And again, this Jennifer Gardner girl seems like super sick and very attractive, but I guess I would have to be her. <laughs> I get it. Um, I'd probably marry Aniston and fuck Lopez and kill Gardner. Guess we just <laughs> have the same taste in women. <laughs> yep. I was hoping for like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Is do you want do you want a men one? Because I'll give you a men one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sam Newman. Uh. <laughs> Bean and Tim go. <laughs> the fuck all the male members of my band. You gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. <laughs> hmm. Um, <laughs> I wish I could see you guys. You guys could see how much distress Jono was in right now. I'd probably have to marry Tim because me and him have lived together for like a long time. And there's been times <laughs> where we've like helped each other make breakfast and such. We definitely slept in the same bed too, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to sleep with uh, Bean because he's a fucking maniac. Oh, but then I have to kill Newman. Why do I have to kill Newman? He's dead. No. Sam, you're dead. Why would you put me in that situation? <laughs> I'm going to marry Sam and Bean and Tim. And there's nothing you can do about Aww, it. Aw, that's cute. Uh, I'm going to not answer that one because I don't want to. And <laughs> So is there anything else you'd like to promote about yourself before we call this podcast to a conclusion? No, I'm good. Just your beautiful hair? Just the beautiful hair. All right. It's not even beautiful anymore. It's long. It's gross. No, it's not. I'm disgusting. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show tonight, Jono. Thanks for having me. It's really fun. 
Yeah, this is nice to catch up to. We haven't chatted in so long. So again, this is John O'Townsend, guitar player for the band Red Fox. And you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you get your tunes. You can also find them on Instagram, but it's the Red Fox Band because of that motherfucker. You should all DM him and tell him to give up his Instagram (laughs) handle. (laughs) And uh, you're an EP called Crooked Crooked Creek by John O'Townsend and... The it's Downhillers. Down, the Downhill Gang, yeah. Downhill Gang, <laughs> fuck. The Blade Runners. <laughs> uh, John O'Townsend and the Downhill Gang. I'm, I don't know why I just couldn't get that. Uh, which is coming out March 26th, as well as a live stream, which we will promote when the time comes. And your Lee Daniels mm-hmm. film coming out February 26th called The United States Against Billy Holiday. So a lot of cool shit coming up for you in 2021, eh? I guess so, yeah. I'm also playing a Star Wars game. I'm very into Star Wars right now. So I think that is very cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Jono. And thank you. Don't hang up because I want to keep talking to you, but uh, end the recording when we when we call it. All right. Bye. Bye.